Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com. The Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all-natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. Hi, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Jason Anderson with you, Josh Briscoe, Dylan Michaels. Having a lot of fun on this Thursday edition. Our coverage of the Super Bowl, Radio Row, and uh, other players that we hear from, uh, along with uh, there at the uh, team hotel, presented by Deepa Squally Moore. Injury attorneys, have you or a loved one been in a car wreck? Contact the Deepa Squally Moore law firm today. Get the money you deserve. Remember, Mike's got this, and also Hollywood Casino, the all-new sportsbook at Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway, now open. Remodeled with an all-new bar, ticker tape, leather sofas, and armchairs, and so much more. The big game coming up on Sunday. It's also brought to you by the Low T Center. Fellas, do you know your numbers? Low T Center makes it quick and easy. Go to lowtcenter.com to get your levels checked today. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Also brought to you by Green Light Dispensary. Check out their amazing February flower power deals at greenlightdispensary.com. Let's hear from uh, Chris Jones. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about uh, the media, the questions and everything. And Legereus Need saying that the toughest part of the week preparing is uh, going through all the media sessions. And today, the last one. Uh, here's Chris Jones yesterday um, about the uh, media at the Super Bowl and uh, all the questions and everything as he was on day three of his what would be four days of 40 uh, minute uh, media sessions. Y'all asked so many questions that um, y'all touch bases on everything. Whether it's Taylor Swift, or there's Travis and his relationship, whether I think Travis love her or not, what's my favorite food, what I, what I don't love, what's Andy Reid's favorite food, what he don't love. Most of this stuff, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, you know, you guys come up with interesting questions, and I don't want to give you any ammunition for anything. <laughs> anything else. Uh, you guys come up with it. I'm not trying to give you ammunition for most of the stuff I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, by the way, was he asked if whether or not Travis Kelsey loves Taylor Swift? I don't remember him being asked that, but I would like to know his answer. It's, it's possible. There the, is just so much. The follow-up to that would be, uh, yeah, Chris, does Travis love Taylor Swift? Have you heard him say, I love you? Um, or is he ever on the phone with Taylor in the locker room and just hear him go, me too? Mm, oh, I, hope, you ever, you ever I hope he does. I hope that's not what it is. I listen, man. You ever hear, look, Travis looks around and me too. Yeah. Uh huh. You too. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. No, yep. no. No. I also love juice. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I love. Uh, I said olive oil. We were talking <laughs> about my favorite character from Popeye. Orange juice. I just love. I love. I said I love. I love misunderstood me. Oh yeah. No, your album lover is. I love it. <laughs> I love your album lover. Uh, Chris Jones continued, um, and he <laughs> he was asked about the NFL script oh. and uh, the Chiefs breaking the script this year and uh, going against what uh, was supposed to happen um, for the NFL script. And so here is uh, Chris Jones talking about that and, uh, oh, you know, a little Taylor Swift. Yeah, I read the script. I understand that um, so fits, um 
I was planning for um, it was all a plan for us to lose to Buffalo and having to play them in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I got to talk to Roger about not letting the script get out there. Yeah, way too soon. To what point will Taylor reveal herself as a season? Probably halftime. It's gonna happen. Absolutely. Yes, indipity. <laughs> I just want to say yes, indipity from now on. Yes, indipity. Yes, indipity. That question, if you didn't hear, I tried to um, amplify it as much as I could. Was at what point does Taylor? Reveal herself as a CIA operative. Okay. Is it at halftime or is it it's probably halftime? Probably. Yeah. Yes, indipity. <laughs> you think she's going to like. I love Chris Jones. I so was much. holding out the 1% hope that that wasn't the question that was. was asked, but unfortunately we're here. At what point does she reveal herself as a CIA operative? Halftime? <laughs> I think yes. also. Let's part this curtain even further. I think asking about, a, say, about Taylor Swift being a PSYOP. In the uh, individual table setting like that is totally yeah. fair game, okay, yeah, but asking sure. it of Andy Reid at a presser is a bleep move. <laughs> that, I'm genuinely making that distinction because you can tell Chris Jones they're talking about the script and everything. Yeah, the door yeah. open, you know. Oh, sure, we're having we're having fun here. But yes, and Dippity, there there was that whole stretch <laughs> uh, that last year where we found out that it was all, or maybe it was training camp when they're all doing uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon like, or was it Kimmel? I don't know. One of the Jimmys had him sneaking in. Uh, take it easy, roller coaster tycoon. Fallon. It was Fallon. Yep. They were doing that in some pressers and stuff. Oh. I think there's a chance that's been happening. There's been some weird stuff this year. You think yes and dippity? I, I think there's a chance. Okay. My actual belief on that one from Chris Jones is that he's been doing so much media that at some point, man, you just start saying words that aren't words. You start saying, yeah, no, there is a script for the NFL, and I'll talk sure. to Roger about it. They get it too early. Yeah, we were supposed to lose to Buffalo in the regular season so we could play him later on. Yeah, they got the script was let out there too early. Chris Jones also had a, a magician at his table. Did you really? See the, uh-uh. see the magician. I, I've seen so much content from the Super Bowl, and I feel like I've so, seen none of it. So this thing was pretty freaky. Okay. So the magician handed Chris Jones his phone okay. and said, can you write on the phone... Your social security number. <laughs> and your bank account. Uh, and I will make something disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Poof, you're broke. Good luck in free agency, sir. It was Sterling um, in, a, in a top hat. The so, Cats brothers already did that trick hey! a while ago. Oh, man, I wish we were at the end of a segment. That is a, we'll, we'll just take a we'll, break. We'll recreate this later on. Um, I look forward to Mark reminiscing. Yourself, Dylan. I look forward to reminiscing about that joke later on after the show. Uh, but... Uh, the, the magician handed him the phone and said, write down a name of somebody that can't be here that you wish was here at the Super Bowl with you. So he's like, just write, just type it in. There. Type it in. The, Don't show me. Don't show me. He's like, all right, now put the phone face down. He put the phone face down. He goes, okay, now I want you to pretend I'm giving you a pen or a pencil. And Chris goes, okay. And he gives him a pretend pencil. And, the, and Chris Jones grabs it. And he goes, now I'm giving you a piece of paper. Okay. And he goes, now... Write on this piece of paper. He didn't give him an actual piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Just gave him a like, fake piece of paper. Pa- be- write down the name of that person. Um, Chris Jones is like, okay. And he goes, now wad up that piece of paper. Fake piece of paper. So Chris Jones acted like it was wadded up, and he's like, and now throw it to me. Uh-huh. Chris Jones threw it to him, and the guy acted like he caught it out of the air. Uh-huh. And then opened up his hand, and it was a wadded up piece of paper. With the name that Chris Jones wished was there. I don't know, man. That's, that's, actually, that's, that's devil-like. I don't. Huh. I have no idea how some magicians do some of those things. That one feels like a lot. Because I saw a guy, 
at uh, Tahoe, a magician. The guy, uh, the, there was the same magician that was there every year at uh, Tahoe, and he worked uh, Michael Jordan's birthday party. And so then American Century was like, we should get this guy there all the time. And he had Pudge Rodriguez write down something on a card. And then he folded the card. And he said to hide it. And then he cut into an orange or lemon. He cut into a lemon and opened up the lemon was the card that Pudge Rodriguez put in what? his his uh, his coat pocket inside his coat pocket. This guy wasn't near Pudge. He was on the other side of the table. Pudge wrote it down, folded it, put it into his pocket. And the guy then cuts into a lemon and the lemon opens up and it's in there I'm like I've. That, I don't know how you could possibly do something like that. No idea. Either. How does the guy have a folded up piece of paper with the name? Did Pudge check his own pocket? No, Pudge just sat there and went, a Mason. <laughs> a Mason. I, a Mason. I, do you ever watch like uh, Fool Us with Penn and Teller? They they have they have I've only ever seen like clips of them on YouTube or mm -hmm. long chunks of them on YouTube. It's a, it's a good watch. They have a magician come out and perform a trick in front of Penn and Teller and an audience, and they go through the trick. And then afterwards, Penn and Teller secretly talk to the magician. And I, I'm guessing he has to tell someone beforehand, whatever. Yeah. They talk to the magician and say, "All right, here's how we think you did it." And then they, they, and they're not saying that out loud unless it's in some instances they will like talk around it some. And if they get it, they go, yeah, you got it. We couldn't fool you. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, Penn and Teller get fooled by the crazy thing that this guest magician has done, and that's, you know, fool us. Yeah. I the Like, half the time I watch those, I'm like, they got to figure it out. It's no big deal. Magic's not real. Easy. This is just, we're just living oh, in a man. world with physics and stuff. And, like, half example. the time, if Penn and Teller can't figure it out, yeah. I just sort of, I start looking for, like, a lightning bolt, you know, on your forehead, just to be sure. The only thing I could think of is when Chris Jones wrote it on the phone, like there was somebody working with the magician. Yes, there's some then, sort of, and then wrote it while people weren't paying attention, yes. and then folded it up and sleight of hand got it to his. But like him other even hand. like opening his hand to catch the non-existent yes. paper and then having it like again that's that's sleight there. of hand. I, I know that that's right. part of it. But to have it folded up then and Chris Jones opens it up and it's got the name. Yeah, I guess there if someone else it. is in the scrum and could like yeah. put a piece of paper in his pocket or in his shirt or whatever. But then you'd have to then see the phone. Or is there sort of like a mirroring? So what he writes on the phone, somebody else sure. has that mirrored on the phone. Of so like, you could like buzz your like Apple Watch or something, but you still yeah. got to get it on the paper and get your paper in your hand. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So there were magicians there yesterday going around and doing different tricks. Uh, I didn't see the magician with luxurious need. I just know that in the background he went, "What the bloop?" Uh, it was the f word. Um, I read the uh, F word in the script or in the uh, transcript, and I'm like, okay, what the heck's going on here? And I'm like, oh, the magician. But I couldn't find video of it anywhere, so I'm like, all right. But there were video. There was video. I think it was was it Harold Koontz that tweeted out the video of uh, Chris Jones and the uh, magic trick. I think it was. I'm on it. Um, so I, I'd seen in the transcript and listened to Chris Jones, but then like to watch it as well, like him open up is like you're crazy. You're the you're the devil. Yes, and then he said yes and dippity. Yes and dippity, baby. And it's then, a long week. And then I thought, is Frank Clark on that piece of paper? Mm. Carlos Dunlap? Was it a family member? Wow, was it a relative? we got to get to the magician. I never said what was on the piece of paper. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find out how the magician was. Went back and listened and tried to find out if that, because then he went to another trick or whatever. 
Like, um, so what if we get a hold of the magician right? and it just said, he's like, oh, it was Frank, I think? And <laughs> we were like, and like, he had no idea. Like, yeah, just a friend named Frank, I guess. A guy named, some guy named Clark Griswold? I'm not sure. Spark- he wrote Sparky. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, it's got to be Clark. Just, he just w- wrote the word shark, which isn't a name, but <laughs> I just went with it. He wrote Bad Blood in the Water. It makes it even more impressive that we nailed it as the magicians. But Here's Juwan Taylor. And, of course, Juwan Taylor and Nick Bosa. That's been a conversation since a week ago at this time. Good God. This was a, uh, a little back and forth with Adam Teicher. And uh, Adam didn't ask him the question. He just asked him, how many times have you <laughs> been asked the question about Nick Bosa and the holding comments? Uh, I've been asked a few times, but like I said, it's, it's a part of the game. And, you know, we out there to compete, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's phenomenal, man. He's, he's a phenomenal player, one of the best in the business. Um, you know, he brings that, that tenacity to the game, and he's, he plays with great leverage, plays with great hands. Um, he has a high motor as well, so uh, looking forward to it. He defensive holds a lot. You know, he's a, he, he always goes a high hands to the face uh, a lot that's never called. He's typically offsides, jumping offsides, uh, timing the snap count up a little bit too early. Uh, but they're not going to call that because it's Nick Bosa. But that's just something we have to be aware of is how much he cheats. Wait till I tell you about him off the field. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Um, yeah, I uh, Juwan Taylor hasn't uh, he might have been asked about it a few times but his media sessions I haven't seen anything where that's the only time that there's been a reference to it which is quite frankly shocking. Also like, legitimately shocking uh, outside of uh, he didn't have a podium and so he was asked about it on opening night and just said, you know, no comment. It's just part of the game. We're going to go play football. And that's the um, only only thing I've seen from Donovan Smith also yeah, is just like right. I saw that clip of him opening with, um, night. Aaron Ladd. And his like the look in his eyes was I think Seth Kaiser made the joke like you could see Andy Reid's face <laughs> right. flash in front of him right then. Like, nope, right. no, great players. Good Each team. one that was asked, you could see Andy Reid and they're looking at him sort of bounce across their eyeballs and uh, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to say anything. It's just part of the game. Oh, we, we got to go out there and play. Okay, so I'm watching the magician video. It was yeah. Harold tweeted it out. Yes, but so it was it, okay. It was but, but he he says video via NFL Network here. So okay. Um, so I'm I am now even further but I went away. Back and, from, but, but I went back and, and listened. It never does a name come up. He I'm doesn't mention him unwrap name. it up close. Yeah, so he's unwrapping oh, a piece of paper and he's like, no way. You can't see the other side of it. I know. I looked. I tried, I tried to find it. I mean, I the magician in. definitely, like, obviously, you just had it fully in his hand when he went up to grab it. That's he, right. he was he covering it, it with a couple of fingers there, but yeah, I'm wondering it. where the paper came from. I want, I want a slightly zoomed out shot of this. Yeah, I think, uh, I think there was somebody working with him. Working alongside with him. Getting you know, his phones on some sort of broadcast the screen to somebody else kind of mode. That's right. That's right. But I want to know if it said Frank Clark on the mm. paper. Yeah. And then Chris Jones asked, uh, and, and seriously, he asked him, you know, can he turn like uh, $1 bills into $100 bills for him? <laughs> and my response was like, yeah, in a month, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a month away from that happening. I think you're fine, guy. <laughs> I mean, Dylan nailed it already, but he, I mean, it's it's true. He found somebody to turn hundreds into ones, and now he needs somebody to turn ones back into 100s. All right, we we'll continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We've got Sports or Leisure coming up at 1 o'clock, presented by Johnny's Tavern. We've got $25 on the line that we will be giving away to Johnny's Tavern if you win Sports or Leisure. Talked with uh, Drew Tranquil, Steve Spagnolo, Willie Gay, MVS. Am I missing anybody? Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, MVS, Steve Spagnolo. 
Um, that was it. That was our four. So we had four? Okay. We had four, we had right? Four. Okay. And Craig Stout, there's five. That's um, what it was. And Bethany Bowman, there's yeah, six. There's six. Uh, so we have just been talking to six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, so, uh, so there you go, yes, um, throughout the uh, show. And uh, we'll see what else uh, pops up along the way. Uh, uh, Gerard Cherry played for the Patriots, won three Super Bowls with the uh, Patriots. And uh, he was a guest on ESPN last night and was asked, who has the advantage in this game? Kansas City. And that advantage showed itself in the AFC Championship game. The Ravens were not ready for that game. They were blown away by the magnitude of the game. You could tell the Kansas City Chiefs have, like, been here doing that. And it's been a while. I think the 49ers have close to 10 players that were on the roster the last time they were there. So that's a significant number of guys that can speak to the rest of the team on what they need to do and how to prepare and all that good stuff. But KC, by far, has the advantage. They were just there. You know what I mean? So it's all half to them. That, to me, is an interesting part of it is where, you know, he's played in three of these things. He is part of the last team to win back-to-back Super Bowls uh, with the Patriots. And um, who's got the advantage in this game? I agree with them from that standpoint and experience and been there, done that. Who's got the advantage? I, I think it is the Chiefs um, because they've been a part of this thing before. Uh, but as he said, by far, they, they were just there. They've got the advantage. And I think a, a number of different reasons why that is. Um, the experience, the dealing with the media, the week of, the staying focused, the maybe having an idea of not spending all of your energy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the trying to keep it low-key. You know, Andy Reid saying, um, you know, in the uh, podium in the press conference today, saying that, you know, one of the things that uh, he's got to teach his, or, you know, that they keep in mind with the players is it being a a slow burn. Or maybe that was, uh, who was it? Maybe it was Anthony Sherman this morning. I was just also mentally doing a, somebody said something that I'm going to mention here. There's so much content. It might have been Anthony Sherman that said that the week of is a slow burn that Andy Reid's like, look, I mean, you've got till Sunday that you can't get hyped up uh, way out over your skis early on that, you know, it's a slow burn up into Sunday and then boom, you're ready to go. And um, and and one of the questions that the Andy Reid part came in because he was asked about you know that twenty minutes you come out there on the field and you're introduced and then the game doesn't start for another twenty minutes and you're out there on the field and it's not like you run on the field there's the uh, coin flip you know uh, uh, they they do the uh, um, you know uh, national anthem coin flip and then you go like there's a lot of other stuff that goes on and what happens then and he's he's like well and he, and, and the question was. You know, experience. Do you guys plan or prep for that and go over that? He goes, "No, we talk about that because, uh, of course, why wouldn't they?" Uh, he's like, "Yeah, we talk about that." And you know, one of the things that we've talked about is you know, get off your feet as much as possible, and you know, not to just um, you know be standing there and be caught up in the moment too much. That yeah, you want to play, but you know, get off your feet and rest a little bit. That it's going to be a while. Okay, the Chiefs know that again. You know, even right. even from that standpoint, they know that how long it is between you running out there to. All right, we're still out here. This is different. You know, longer halftime. You know, they talk about that all the time. But I don't remember anybody, you know, mentioning the, hey, you guys run out of the tunnel, National Anthem coin flip, you go in a regular season game. You guys run out of the tunnel. 20 minutes later, they kick off. <laughs> you know, how, how is that different? And, 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 and some of those things that you just got to be prepared for and ready for. That's just not your typical game. I think I'm going to cite the right person here, and if I get it wrong, it's still a a worthy uh, cross-reference because we uh, slandered him yesterday. But I think it was Nick Jacobs on 41 is the Mic with Matt Uh, Derrick. You slandered him yesterday? I think 
Mick did, and maybe you did. Did I slander nope. Nick? I don't think I. That's not something I would do. I love Nick. Mm-hmm. So I'm even remembering how good the smart thing he was on, he said on the podcast was. Uh, but he said something along the lines of like, "Look, when you take a PTO day and you come back, and everything's like a little weird. <laughs> like it takes a second to settle back in, and you got some extra emails, and you're trying to figure out what what got missed because I wasn't here yesterday. What do I have to do to get back on track for tomorrow? And I, I heard him say that. And went like, well, yeah, that's true. So I guess it makes some sense that it would yeah. be true on the NFL level also. I mean, we, we talk, I think, justify, easily justifiably about Andy Reid keeping everybody even keeled throughout the, the two-week process. And he's seen what it's like, so he knows how to try to set that pace car, if you will, of not, not peaking too early or maybe being in, being in a rut come, come Super Bowl Sunday. But just sort of the, the baseline of, I, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed or out of sorts or like there's too much going on or not enough going on or that we're on the road but for longer than a usual road game this is a way bigger deal scheduling wise than playing a playoff game on the road yeah you play a playoff game on the road you play you play half your games on the road and one in germany this year that's kind of old hat i mean it's a it's a more important road game but it's still just a road game for the most part with a little extra media going into conference championship week but this is a totally different animal and I think for me, I, I my knee jerk reaction is to is to downplay quote being there before because yeah. again the Patriots went to a lot of Super Bowls and the Giants got them twice. More experienced teams lose to better, less experienced teams all the time. It's just something that happens. But I do think it's I I, I don't think it's being homerific or reaching for an edge to say like no there there is obviously a distinct advantage for the team who has gone through this more often and more recently. And for the Chiefs case, like what, 90% of the roster? It's probably not literally that number. But of the genuine starters and high-level role, uh, high role players, it's everybody except for Tranquil and Mike Edwards and Rasheed yeah. Rice and I guess now Felix getting in the mix. And I mean, we're talking about rookies and like three and a minute who obviously would have been mm-hmm. one of those guys. Now he's not going to be there anyway, which is obviously unfortunate. How can that not mean something? Is that a three-point advantage? No. Like I said in the uh, Bills game, I'd pick the Chiefs in or out of uh, Buffalo, and I would have picked the Ravens in or out of Baltimore. But in this case, I I do think it is such a different beast that making sure you're handling that week well, that also matters, and the Chiefs have all the tools to do that. The Niners might not be out of sorts, but I know the Chiefs won't be. That counts for something. I counted uh, 17 of the 22 starters um, would be returning from last year's Super Bowl. Um, the what the five that are starting that, both tackles, both both here. tackles. You know what? You could throw an Allegretti, so he, that would be he, he, played, he played. I imagine right, last year, right? A yeah. snap or two. And I'm going to count it just uh, so there would be six. He started in Tampa for what it's worth. Yeah, so true. that's he has. I'm going to count yeah. Allegretti. Okay, as a starter, as a starter. I think. Okay, so, great. Yeah. So it would be down to five then. So it'd be both tackles. And uh, Rasheed Rice. And for what it's worth, Donovan Smith played in Tampa yeah, for that Super right. Bowl, so I guess. But for the Chiefs, though, just last year, both tackles, Rasheed Rice, and then you've got Drew Tranquil and Mike Edwards. So you have three players with, with three impact players with no Super Bowl experience in your starter or main role player rotation. Mm-hmm. Dana, Jones, Karloftis, Bolton, Chanel, McDuffie, Sneed, Reed. Justin Watson. Um, Mike Edwards played in 20. What am I doing? Yeah, I know. But, You've but got, you, it's even lower than that. Yeah. You take out your Buccaneers and your Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Um, uh, and Justin Watson playing in 20, and then also, but he played last year as well as a starter. Um, you know, Watson, we talked about Allegretti, Humphrey, Trey Smith, Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, MVS. Jawan Taylor, Rasheed Rice, Drew Tranquil, make sure you're good to go. I definitely think Drew Tranquil is. Yeah. Jawan Taylor's had some penalties that can happen with nerves potentially exacerbating that. So I'm putting like a little pin thinking about Jawan Taylor. And Rasheed Rice is a rookie who seems very comfortable, but he's a rookie. Even Mike Pinnell. I mean, Mike Pinnell. Mike Pinnell. Playoff Super Bowl. (laughs) Super Bowl for Mike Pinnell. Turk Wharton, I know he wasn't a part of it last year with the uh, torn ACL, um, but Super Bowl. And was you know, he a rookie in? This is his nineteen fourth year, right? This is year number four. He was definitely there in twenty. So, so nineteen was his first year. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Nope, he was his rookie year was twenty. Okay, so he has no idea what it's like to play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh wait, I don't think that's he true. played in the Super he Bowl. Sure did <laughs> in twenty. Um, Tershawn Wharton has now played in nine playoff games. Yeah, that's crazy. So you can do that. You can, I mean, again, we're, I'm specifically talking about Super Bowl stuff, so whatever that's worth. Yeah. But, like, you've got three games in this playoff run, obviously the Super Bowl uh, last year. And uh, Wharton, I guess, you know, Tershawn Wharton didn't play, like you said, last year because of the ACL. And he still has nine playoff yeah. games. Yeah, he played in 20. I mean, he played in the Super Bowl in 20, so he's been a part of it. But, again, the, the, the main contributors – you're talking about three guys on offense or defense that don't have a Super Bowl under their belt. That's unbelievable. Rice, Juwan Taylor, and Drew Tranquil. It, it's one of those stats that I am currently in the process of going through again mentally and like triple-checking or double-checking because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it should be true. Even knowing they were in the Super Bowl last year and that they, the guys that replaced them were Buccaneers, I, I completely cognitively understand that. Still seems impossible. Yeah, feels like a made up stat. Yeah, unreal. It's not though. It's not. Um, it's true. It's made up. It is. Uh, it is true. It's not made up. They're playing in their fourth Super Bowl in five years. That is also true, uh, and uh, it's spectacular. We will. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Continue rolling. We got uh, sports or leisure coming up at one o'clock. More zone right after this. All right, hanging out on a Thursday edition of The Zone. We will play some sports or leisure coming up at 1 o'clock. $25 to Johnny's Tavern will be given away in sports or leisure. Which team has the most pressure on them to win on Sunday? Because I've seen this question answered both ways numerous times. And I find it strange and puzzling that there could be an answer to that question that would include a team that's won two Super Bowls in the last five years mm-hmm. that would be the one with the most pressure, that the team that has gone three decades without winning a Super Bowl and would be on the verge of losing three Super Bowls in the last 12 years wouldn't be the team with the most pressure on them. How can a team that is the reigning champions have the most pressure? Unless you're saying pressure to cap off uh, a, a definitive dynasty pressure for Mahomes to be considered the goat so you don't want to be two and two in Super Bowls you know three and one sounds much better in Super Bowls um, but I've seen people answer the Chiefs for a number of different reasons and I just 
have no clue how it wouldn't be solely on the 49ers to cap off this season because they've got some big questions on on uh, their personnel as well. They've got a cheaper quarterback, but they got some big uh, questions, and there would also be the question if Brock Purdy doesn't play well of, okay, can Kyle Shanahan ever get over the hump if he doesn't have a non-game manager, sorry, um, a, a better quarterback or, or to some degree? I think the answer is, is the 49ers, and I think it's 49ers with a bullet, but what do you say, Josh? Let me tell you a story really yes. quick of a, a, around, a young NFC head coach. Uh, who wasn't as young, I suppose, okay. uh, by this similar stage, but he was unquestionably one of the greatest offensive minds in football. Uh, frequently had a good roster around him, but there were there were questions about the greatness of the quarterback options that he had. He, he had good quarterbacks and certainly made the quarterbacks he had even better players. At times, he had incredible talent around him, but ultimately, he got close and got close, but couldn't win the big one. Then a young Andy Reid, or a middle-aged Andy Reid, got fired from the Philadelphia Eagles after that descended from there. Oh, and then, that's who it was. And then he ended up picking up the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and then figuring it out in Act 2. Kyle Shanahan is a burp away from that reputation. Mm-hmm. That is right around the corner for him. Unquestionably one of the greatest offensive minds in football. Uh, younger at this point in his career than Andy Reid by the end in Philadelphia. Yeah. I don't think Shanahan's getting canned if they lose this game on Sunday. He should. I mean, if you don't win this game, I mean, can you even consider yourself a good head coach? But can you tell me his three Super Bowl moments if they lose on Sunday? His three Super Bowl moments mm-hmm. would be 28-3 to as an offensive coordinator. Then it would be... 20 to 10. For then it'd be 20 to 10 as a head coach with Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback for you. And then it would be whatever happens on Sunday if they do, in fact, lose that game. I don't think it would be any more fair to Shanahan than it was fair to Andy Reid at the yeah. time. There's a lot of other stuff going on. And eventually with Reid, it ended up being about personnel control and some of those things where he learned his lesson there and we'll see what Shanahan does. But Shanahan doesn't have a ring. Jed York doesn't have a ring. John Lynch doesn't have a ring. Brock Purdy is a totally different conversation, mm-hmm. I think, where it's just figuring out how good he is, how far you can go with him and all of that. But not only do I think the Niners have more pressure, I think it looks like the Chiefs if you're in Kansas City. Because who cares the pressure on the Niners? That doesn't matter. I want the Chiefs to feel like the pressure is on them. I want them to feel like they have a lot to lose. Because they do. They have a Super Bowl to lose. Travis Kelsey could win two or three more Super Bowls, or he could certainly win zero more. That is very much on the table because it's still hard to get there. But if you zoom out and you look at it from as even a perspective as as you can provide... Yeah, I, I think the pressure's on the Niners because I think there are like five people involved with the Niners who should be feeling more pressure this week than anyone on the Chiefs. Well, and I think part of it is, you know, the Chiefs have, they've already racked up two. Yep. All right, they've already, last year was so significant because that was the rebuilding year and they got one when it felt like this is Buffalo's or the Bengals or whoever else's Super Bowl or the Eagles' Super Bowl with their cheaper quarterbacks. This is not one for the Chiefs and they got it. So they've got two now. So it's not going to look back and go, man, you're one and three. You got one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers had one. Exactly. And you can't get another one. They've already got the second one. But how fleeting it is, is that we thought Seattle was going to be there every year. Yep. I mean, Seattle with Russell Wilson, cheap Russell. Richard Sherman and, and Russell Wilson, when they won the Super Bowl, I think were a total $1.5 million against the cap. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> that mean, seems about right. Like, uh, like oh, mate, they're, gonna, they're just going to be there every single year. And, and they got to another one. 
Their head coach you was know? pretty old at the time, but we yeah. thought he might stick around for a little longer. Right, but you had back-to-back. Like, all right, they can win back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, and, and they didn't. They were pretty darn close. Maybe hand the ball off and they win back-to-back Super Bowls. But they didn't win back-to-back Super Bowls. Um, you know, Atlanta and Matt Ryan and that offense was going to be there for a while because they were, you know, a juggernaut. The Rams, you know, with the players that they had. You know, obviously the Patriots were there for a while, and the AFC's been a little bit different because you've had the Patriots run, and now you have the Chiefs run. But the NFC has been there, and they've had a number of teams step up, and it's like, okay, this is the next team that's going to be there. Carolina, you know, with Cam Newton, the MVP. You know, one of the best offenses in the NFL. And they go and score 10 points against the Broncos. A number of turnovers and things like that. They were going to be there. And they weren't. So the, to think that next year the 49ers are going to be in the same spot and the year after that because they've been there the last couple of years? Well, you saw last year how difficult it is, and, and one play can change everything when Brock Purdy, you know, has to have Tommy John after attempting a throw. It can happen that quick. The Chiefs have the pressure of capping off a dynasty and winning back-to-back. The 49ers have a pressure of breaking a 30-year drought.